Hello, and welcome to the Slasher Girls podcast. My name is Madison. I'm Raina. And I'm Effie. And we are back with another Christmas slasher. Yeah. This week, I want you to to give me the gift of presenting two things that you watched since we last recorded that you enjoyed very much. I don't want to hear about anything bad, only good. No stinkers allowed. Oh, no stinkers. This is holiday gift giving season. I watched two to three bangers since we last recorded. Two to three. Um. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good amount. Really soon after we recorded, I went and rewatched Final Destination because we talked about it. And I was just Hell like yeah. in the mood, you know, but I'm not going to talk about that because we've already talked about that in great length. Mm-hmm. This weekend, I watched Poor Things. Oh, Ooh. how was it? I loved it personally. I thought it was beautiful. I thought the costumes were really good. I thought that all the actors were great. It, I just had a very fun time and I knew I would like it. It's my type of movie. So mm-hmm. I really want to see it, but I am scared because I do not really like Yargos Lanthimos movies. Oh, stop. So, I hope you're joking. I don't. No. No, I'm not. No, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's, they're very, very weird. So if like you're not feeling it, I was it's li- just you might not like this movie, gonna honestly. I was going to jump in this conversation saying Yorgos is a director who's work i'll i'll watch anything he attaches his name to <laughs> i'm literally and like that's what's i what's so beautiful about this pod is we're all very different <laughs> yeah get every perspective no i like <laughs> i have some like i respect him as a filmmaker i i kind of liked the favorite i didn't hate the favorite but uh mm-hmm. i, I kind of like the favorite quote don't I say kinda. you hate don't say you hate killing of a sacred deer don't i fucking hate killing of a sacred deer <laughs> rain is gonna kill like, oh, it is one of the most in, oh it's one of the most infuriating movies i've ever seen oh i'll nope this is a whole can of worms I, we don't I, we can't we don't I, have time to get I, into I, this. I saw that movie at like a 10 40 p.m showing unsure if i really wanted to see it and i was sleepy and I woke up the moment the movie started and I was just, I was full in, baby. I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really happy oh for you. I hated it. Well, okay. The other movie I watched this weekend <laughs> <She's> like, <"Let's laughs> is I rewatched the Hot People movie, Matrix Resurrection. Oh, nice. Okay. So that was fun. Effie, what did you watch this weekend? I watched Saltburn. Oh, we already talked about this last. Oh yeah, we did. We don't. We don't need to get into it. But I watched it. (laughs) No, I want to know what you thought. I want to know what you thought. I gave it a three and a half. It was valid. I don't think it was very, like, I don't think it was great. But I had a good time watching. That's exactly how I felt. Like just watching that little freak be a little freak was fun for me. Uh, I watched Asteroid City finally. I hadn't seen that. <gasps> I love that movie. I loved it so much. I think it's one of Wes Anderson's best, and I can't mm-hmm. believe it took me this long to watch it. Raina, what did you watch? I went like on a depression spiral this week, so I only watched two movies. One stinker, one good one. Um, I'll start with the good one. Uh, the good one I watched is, uh, in my depression spiral, I watched Annihilation about four times this week. (laughs) 
Oh, well, of course, I as love you that movie. <laughs> and let me tell you, I'm not sure that's the greatest movie to watch when you're super depressed. <laughs> no, no, especially not <laughs> four times. Not. No, yeah, it was one of those movies <laughs> that, like, this week, every time I went to bed, I just popped it on and fell asleep to it. Just casually watching Annihilation. It's a great movie. Casually waking up into the middle of the night to the bear scene and going like, "What's going on? Wait, what's happening?" <laughs> Oh no. Um, that sounds Fun horrible. fact for everyone that's been listening since we were Windsor, we almost covered that movie, which would have been crazy because we all love it a lot. Yeah. So. R.I.P. Annihilation. Yeah, it would have been the one movie we all agreed on. Um, <laughs> the other movie I watched this week, uh, I watched uh, Maestro. Anyway, that's what I watched this week. <laughs> so now that we've talked about some winners and some stinkers, Today on this episode, we are going to be talking about a new movie and see if it's a winner or a stinker, and we will decide by the end of this episode. And that movie is It's a Wonderful Knife, directed by Tyler McIntyre, and this is a fun new holiday slasher. After saving her town from a psychotic killer, Winnie Carruthers' life, this movie stars Jane Whittup as Winnie Carruthers, Joel McHale, McKing, as David Carruthers, Mm -hmm. Justin Long as Henry Waters. Jess McCloyd as Bernie Simon, and Catherine Isabel as Gail Prescott. I saw this a few weeks ago when it first went into theaters, which is pretty rare for a Shudder original. I can't remember the last time another one got like such a big wide release like this. Yeah, I actually didn't even know it was in theaters. It was only like in like Regals and AMCs. I believe Alamo also got it, but like a lot of theaters still didn't get it. All my local theaters were playing it, so I didn't know it was a Shutter original. <laughs> I just thought it was a, like a regular straight to theaters yeah. movie. So I was yeah, shocked. I thought that too, and then I went and saw it and sat down, and the Shutter logo appeared before the movie, and I was like, oh, it's an original. Like I just thought that they had had the right (laughs) little bit of context before we dive in. Uh, This movie is directed by Tyler McIntyre, the director of Tragedy Girls, and written by Michael Kennedy, who wrote the Christopher Landon film Freaky. You kind of know what you're getting into a little bit going into this one. I'm curious to what you two thought of it. I don't think it was great, but I don't think it was bad. Like, it was a silly little slasher, and for a slasher, I think... This might just be me, but I think the slasher genre is a lot more giveable. You can just be silly and just kill people willy-nilly and like it's just fun. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we don't have enough Christmas slashers, so I'm glad that there's another one. What I felt really was really endearing about the movie, even though I do agree with everything Effie just said, was it felt with the acting and the set design and everything mm-hmm. so much like a Hallmark original. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I see that with the utmost love and respect mm-hmm. because every Christmas I watch shitty Hallmark original movies. Mm-hmm. So to get what's essentially a Hallmark movie with gay people and killing it was perfect like yeah. I, I i felt like it was the perfect movie to pop on at christmas time you're already watching the christmas prince 50 <laughs> and uh my soul was swapped with santa claus you know whoa, like you're whoa, already watching whoa. i'm just making up movies <laughs> but you're like, already watching could you imagine michael kennedy writing that one <laughs> <laughs> you're already watching a bunch of like silly festive mm-hmm. movies and the slasher genre is so silly yeah. it's a deeply and unserious just, genre yeah deeply unserious and this was a deeply unserious movie and i went into it with the expectations that 
it would be silly. Uh-huh. And so I had a great time. I mean, the cast, Joel McHale is one of my favorites. He's not only from f- my favorite show, Community, but he's a Seahawks fan, so I just worship the ground he walks on. <laughs> uh, Catherine Isabel. My old Twitter got deleted, but if you like looked up how many times I tweeted Catherine Isabel, she probably would have gotten a restraining order against me. I love that woman <laughs> so much. I was so excited she was going to be in it. We're big Yellow Jackets fans here. And Justin Long, I, I love Barbarian. Uh, love pretty much everything that he's in. So I was pumped about the cast. I went in with the expectations that it would be fun, and it was fun. It had that feeling, and it made it super endearing to me as the viewer. Yeah, I do find it endearing for the way it does what it says on the tin. There's not a ton of surprises, but what's there is is done really solidly and really entertaining and very endearing-like. I also just am a fan of high concept slashers like Happy Death Day and Totally Killer and Freaky. And it was cool (laughs) to have this added to that rotation. Justin Lawn is just like so extra in it. And I fucking love him. Yeah. He's very great. (laughs) He really committed. And the choice he made for that role was uh, not a choice I expected, but a choice that I loved. Apparently the teeth were his idea. (laughs) Yes, I could tell. I don't know why, but I could like feel it in my gut. I was like, that's so Justin Lawn. Like those veneers Uh, are crazy. I mean, I guess not veneers, dentures or whatever. Yeah. They're crazy and I love them. I I do want to say that one thing i think the film captures very well is that the holiday season is is a hard time of year for a lot of queer people for a multitude of reasons myself included i go through a severe holiday depression era like every year for like the last like six years and this movie captures that specific feeling very well that Mm -hmm. you know sometimes sometimes around like the happiest time of year you're not okay that could be for a bevy of reasons and i feel like this is like one of the first movies to really capture that especially from a queer perspective i want i took notes during the movie and one of the first notes is Catherine isabel gay all caps uh so i was very excited but um she's not the only gay character in the movie we have jane and jess they play winnie and bernie and what i really liked about those characters but Winnie's character is bisexual so you see her with a boyfriend at the beginning of the film and when Winnie gets a crush on another like on a on a girl she just has a crush on a girl like it's not this whole coming out moment Mm -hmm. which which those are great to have but I feel like with bi characters in movies you never get to see them just like be bi yeah like oh date a boy date a girl they just like in real life they would just date who they want to date and that's what they do but in a lot of movies it's like a really big deal and i didn't feel like that happened it was just like oh i have a crush on bernie now there we are yeah. like, and I, I i thought that was really cool i thought that was good representation i i wasn't shocked i felt the gay vibes between them from the jump so i like yeah. it wasn't a big twist, it was like but the, I kinda liked that it the confirmation though was so exciting i was like yes they're Yay! gay yes they're gay <laughs> Uh, and then Catherine Isabel being the fun gay aunt oh my is God, like yeah. everything I've ever wanted in a Same. movie. So. The aunt and her quote unquote roommate. <laughs> yes. That, and that's such a good joke. No, I really enjoyed 
the way that they went about the representation in this film a lot. It definitely comes from an endearing play. It doesn't necessarily feel like pandering. The queer characters just exist in this space. They don't make it a big deal that you see Winnie's brother making out with his boyfriend. Oh yeah, Winnie's that... brother's yeah. gay. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's oh gay. Oh my god, I forgot. Everybody, literally everyone's gay. I love it. Except Joel McHale. <laughs> Because he can't be gay. <laughs> well, and played the most straight <laughs> yeah, dad he really did. in such a good way because his dad's such a little villain. Even when he's okay. not the bad guy, Joel McHale's character is <laughs> an evil bastard from the jump. Cares about yeah, his but, son more than yeah. his daughter. Such a straight guy that loves football. Well, I, I love football. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> but, but Joel McHale playing a douchebag in a movie feels like a warm blanket. Yeah. It does. It does. It's He's so perfect for that role. Just like... Justin Long is so perfect to play a horrible person. Yeah. Effie, you wanted to make a point about what we were talking about, too. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to go back to what you said, Raina, about it, you know, the kind of darkness and depression of the holidays, um, because mm -hmm. I really like how, you know, this is sort of a twist on the 1946 It's a Wonderful Life. And I think people look at that movie as like, oh, this is such a wholesome, nice Christmas movie. And it is, Ooh. but it's also... <laughs> really dark like mm -hmm. george bailey the is literally that like is that a man he's like i need to kill myself because i don't matter yeah. in this world and like that's super fucking dark especially for a movie that came out in the 40s like to have suicide be like the prime subject of that movie so i think that element was really i think it worked in this movie really well i i do like how this is a slasher movie that also like tackles a little bit of um survivor survivor's guilt mm -hmm. like oh yeah is, yeah it's just kind of like why did i live and why did my friends die what's the purpose for keeping me on this earth it's really interesting seeing this after we just talked about and watched thanksgiving because they're both movies where the event happened a year before and we're kind of seeing the aftermath of all the characters after mm -hmm. killings happen in their town especially grief in the holiday season for both of them. So obviously they're very different and the way they went about that topic is different, but it is interesting to see it happen at Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. Yeah. Seeing similar topics being kind of thought about in within this genre. I think that's really cool. And I think it's kind of telling of where the genre is going as a whole. I mean, not to totally talk about a dark subject, we're seeing a lot of students talk about their survivor's guilt as like shootings have been happening over the last few years. And so that's something that teenagers are grappling with more than they you have in a very long time. You had a slasher movie tackle that already. Texas Chainsaw, the Netflix one, was... Exactly, was a, exactly. She was a school shooting survivor. And I think, I think, I think slashers work best when they're like a reflection of like society. Fears. Well, all horror is. I mean, uh, it's really interesting just looking at like horror history, looking at what was going on at the time and how their the horror genre has reflected it since like the 40s. Anyway, what I'm saying is we're dealing with a lot of young people suffering with survivor's guilt. And I love seeing the genre ref reflect that. And it's going to be interesting to see where that goes over the next few years and how that evolves and changes. I feel like after Sick came out earlier, was that earlier this year? Uh, We're going to yeah. see people. I think there will be an uptick in kind of COVID related movies just while people grapple with how that's affected us as a society. And it's very interesting. And I really like that. I like seeing this happening. Yeah, I think this movie had a lot of good things to offer. I think there are definitely things I would have liked more, but like mm -hmm. we're saying, I think the impact that it has in all of those different ways 
is great and I love that about it. I know I said earlier that this is like a Hallmark movie. There's crack in the yeah. movie. <laughs> They're just doing crack at the and party. And for what? That's oh, so crazy. That was so funny. It was so just like out of nowhere. I was like, why? I know. Like of all it's, the drugs. They're just smoking crack at a party. It's a wonderful life cranked up to 11. Here's a bad life. Here's here's your crack smokers. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. And they even say like, we're grieving, which is crazy. But they do address it, you know? Yeah. I just thought that was, it was so. Well, yeah, they were the stoners. And you have to a, go up from stone, there. Yeah, how would a stoner grieve, I guess? So, spoilers for those of you who haven't seen it. Please watch it before you listen to this yeah. episode. When she goes into, like, the alternate reality, a lot of the people in her family have passed away. It turns out Joel McHale's helping Justin Long with the murders. Sorry, I should say their character names, but, you know, this is easier yeah. to track. I wanted to read another note that I made, which is, No gay Catherine Isabel, don't die, you're so sexy. <laughs> um, Period. I... I felt like she was the most attached that I got to a character. But did you guys have any characters you guys particularly attached to while watching? I really loved Bernie. I yeah, I, I adored loved Bernie. Bernie. They're just so cute. I just love it. Everyone was so mean. I know. Why? What did Bernie no do <laughs> other than be so cute and lovable? Reyna, what about you? Did you have like a favorite character? I I was gonna say Bernie as well. I think I think Jess really brings like a, a very likable factor to the role. I liked. The fact that they worked in a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. 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 Appeal to me. Of personally. course, the weirdo kid worked in a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, that track. So now that we've talked about our favorite characters in the movie, we're getting really, really close to the kiss and kill segment. But first, we're going to tell you guys a little bit about our sponsor. We want to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Cinema Vixens. To get your fix of movie themed merch, reviews, and all things celebrating the girls and gays of cinema, visit cinemavixens.com and use our code SLASHERGIRLS to get 10% off. All right, so Melissa unfortunately is not here today, which we're so sad about. So sad. But we're going to do her beautiful kiss and kill segment without her. Um, the angel got her. The angel oh, no. got her. <laughs> kiss and kill is our spicy slasher segment where we ask each other in this week's movie, who would you kiss and what was your favorite kill? Detailed explanations are not necessary, but they are highly encouraged. Effie, let's start with you. Ooh, okay. Who would I kiss? Who would I kiss? Um, I gotta say Catherine Isabel. I mean, yep. it's, it's really no question. It's the only answer. <laughs> Do I really have to explain? Yes, actually, because the only thing I know her from is from this and Freddy vs. Jason. Wait, what? what? You've never seen Ginger Snaps? Oh, shit. You've never seen American <laughs> Mary? So. That's one of my favorite Wait, have you actually never seen Ginger Snaps? Because I'm about to freak the fuck out. I'm going to go, like, sicko mode right now. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't know Ginger Snaps was that much of an institution. Bruh. Um, it's so good. Me. It's so also, good. American Mary changed me as a person. Like, to my core. I have bangs. <laughs> oh my god. Raina. All right. Okay, I will I will watch the This homework. is so sick and twisted. Okay. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Did you think that we just liked her from that movie? <laughs> oh, that's so okay. funny. So I was just like, Catherine Isabel is just the smoking girl from the beginning of Freddy vs. No. Dixon. I don't get the hype. I did rewatch that this year, but absolutely not. No. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Okay. That's so funny. I, don't, I can't Effie, even. what was your favorite kill? Oof, I can't even mentally come back from that. Okay. 
My favorite kill was actually the very first one. I think it was the first one. The candy cane through the face. Oh, that was so good. The, yeah. I, I feel like I I really wanted more Christmas kills. I love a good Christmas mm-hmm. kill, but that one was pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm going to go with, I'm going to kiss Winnie. Valid. Because I love Jane. What up? Um, is that how you say it? What up? What up? What up, Jane? No, what up? Sorry. Jane, what up? <laughs> I, I love them in this. And I also love them a lot in uh, Yellow Jackets. Oh, yeah. Shout out Laura Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was an easy kiss. Kill. I'm going to do a cop-out answer. Okay. I'm going to say any kill that involved just blood splattering all over the angel to yes. go from oh, all yeah. white to just this, like, it was really demented. Yeah. Visually like, good. Cool. Yeah, like, it, it's it's really cool that you have a killer wearing all white so that when they butcher somebody, it's just like just like painting all yeah that was fun fact about the all-white outfit that the killer wears if you didn't get that gail prescott is a scream reference i don't know how you're listening to this podcast but there you go (laughs) and the second scream reference is uh this is supposed to be their nod to ghostface because ghostface was originally going to be in an all-white outfit like that but uh the people that when they made scream they didn't feel like that was scary enough but it's fitting for a Christmas movie because they're yeah. in the snow and everything's white around them. Yeah, yeah I kind of love it. I think yeah. they could do an all-white ghost face if they ever do like a Christmas-themed scream movie. Yeah, no, just anything involving like the cool-ass angel design just being splattered with blood was an awesome kill in my book. Yeah. So yeah, now you know why I said it's a cop-out answer because I'm like, oh. I mean, blood got no, I think killer. it's a good that answer, awesome. though, because it is really visually striking and just also yeah. awesome. I think that costume is so cool. Like, there's no other it really is. villain that's just, like, in bright white. <laughs> the knife was it's a cool really design. cool, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and and I just, I love the featureless mask. Same. Yeah, no, I love it. I thought it was great for the setting that they were in, and yeah, I thought it was perfect. My kiss is also Catherine Isabel, so wah wah. <laughs> um, but that was obvious, I think, from when we started this podcast, yep. what that answer was going to be. <laughs> My favorite kill is actually at the beginning of the movie where uh, where Winnie kills Justin Long. With the electric cables. I thought that was oh, great. Yeah. I, I figured it was going to be Henry Waters, but I wasn't expecting to know that yeah. scene. <laughs> I think the intro to this movie is really solid. Especially yeah. if you if you don't really know what the movie's about and you just see the killer instantly get revealed and killed. Like, that's crazy. I also like that, like, it's so obvious that Winnie's boyfriend is cheating with that girl. Like, from yeah. the jump. Yeah. When she gets up and he's like, oh, I'll go with you. Yeah. Like, that's the teenage boy. Like, they're going to go make out in the bathroom right now. I I, I did not suspect anything until really? it was revealed. I'm, I'm being 100% oh dead serious. The that second, caught me off guard. The second he got up from when they were sitting, I was yeah. like, they're going to go fuck right now. Yeah, like, he <laughs> was shady. Well, that, that explains why I've been cheated on. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, no. Um. Yeah, no, that's just the move. I feel like that's just a move that you see happen a lot. So I was like, yeah, that's what's going on. So I like that they planted that seed at the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't just out of nowhere. Yeah, well, unless unless you're Raina. <laughs> <apparently. laughs> uh, I can, can I say I do like love that now we have like a triple feature of holidays. Like we can watch Halloween 
Thanksgiving yep. and now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could watch Black Christmas before, but that's that's not like an in your face slasher. True. Yeah. yeah. But the um, kills in that this one, the kills in Black Christmas are fucking great. They're so <laughs> good. The movie rip. But I love I love that there's just a trifecta of like slash. It was so fun to be able to cover another Christmas movie with you guys. Uh, where can the people find you? You can find me at Effie Coza on everything. You can also find my other horror movie podcast, Pod of the Living Dead, wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find my shop and my writing at cinemavixens.com. And again, you can use our uh, discount code SlasherGirls for 10% off. You can find me everywhere on the internet at JFC Doomblade. You can also find me and my work being published pretty regularly, uh, video game writing at Bloody Disgusting and TV columnist at Fangoria Online. I also have another podcast called the Carnal Extremities Podcast, where we pair up an extreme horror movie with an extreme musical choice, often metal music. And you can find me pretty much everywhere at Madison Gracie underscore. Um, I don't have another podcast, so if you like hearing my opinions you can listen to the older episodes of this podcast <laughs> you can follow our podcast at slasher girls pod on instagram twitter and threads and yeah please like and subscribe uh, smash the like button. if you liked it smash that motherfucking R. I. R. I. like button. r.i.p r.i.p to the victims like it <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much uh, <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>